Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to this week's Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. If you're listening to this on Monday, hope you have a great week. If you're listening to it later in the week, hope the week hasn't sucked too bad. I am recording this now, uh, this stage, I say, of the podcast, first thing on Saturday morning. What a time for it. You've got the sun in the sky, the trees are there. They're they're just again. Was, I'm just looking at a tree. It's not do. It's just there. You know. I don't know how to reflect truly on the beauty of a tree. Um. But I've, I'm here. I've got my morning coffee, and I'm ready to podcast, baby girls and boys. You know. So I'm 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 in I'm in a good spirit for it. I should point out right at the start, um, that there may be some stopping and going on this podcast because listen, it's a busy weekend. So I'm recording this when I can. At the moment, it's Saturday morning. I could end up recording bits of it later on the day. I could end up recording bits on Sunday. I could end up with my daughter Holly just appearing on the podcast because we're back to daddy daycare. You know, my wife is back working. She's in the hospital. She had a few days off there. It was great. She's back in hospital again, working away, being the main breadwinner. And your boy is just the house husband. And I tell you what, I'm cool about that. You know, some people will come out and be like, oh no, you can't. Listen, it's 2020. I'm content with my role as the house husband. I'm happy to be in here. I'm happy to be doing my chores. You know, I'm happy to be keeping the house in good nick while my wife is out earning that bread. Like, as she continually tells me, she's the main breadwinner in the house. So I just let her go out and make that bread. I just let her be the baker. Do you know what I mean? And whenever she comes back to the kitchen, I make sure that her oven... It's clean. She's got a supply of flour. There's some weighing scales and a rolling pin. That's what I'm saying. Not that there, there has to be a rolling pin because she's a woman, but there's a rolling pin because she's a baker. You know, and I'm saying I am fulfilling my role in making sure that her dinner's on the table when she gets home and all her clothes are nice and clean. Now, that's a cool thing because, I mean, that's it. I'm not a big guy to say you have to do certain things, you know, because of your gender. I'm not big on gender stereotypes. I'm a gender fluid guy in terms of, of chores and things. You know, if you're in a in a relationship with somebody, whether it be, you know, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, even flatmates, you're a team. Do you know what I mean? You have to do certain roles. And I mean, during this lockdown period, I've just been the childminder and house husband and you know, where there's been times where it's been very testing. It's there's been times where it's been very stressful. Um, but at the same time, there's been times that it's been really good fun. Like this morning, I'm sitting here, the sun's out, the trees are there. Holly's in next door watching Simon on Netflix. If any of you guys know what Simon is, you'll be able to relate to the fact that it's a really weird cartoon. It's actually a French cartoon written by a guy called Simon Lecoq, which translates into English as Simon the Dick. And it's quite uh, apt because the show Simon is about a little bunny rabbit guy with a human face who is by proxy a wee dick. So it's it's interesting she's watching that. Now, she is a two-year-old, so there's a chance that her attention span may be very short and she may come in here and demand something. So if that's the case, I'll stop the pod, go and see what, what's up probably just have to like lift something off the ground for and then come back in again you know and we'll try and get through as much as we can now and i'll come back whenever i get time for listeners listeners questions you know so 
Hopefully it doesn't disrupt the flow of the podcast too much. Hopefully you can still enjoy the podcast and we'll get through it. The, the other option was that I just didn't do one and I don't want to do that either. You know, I don't want to leave the people who are sitting like Oliver Twist with their little bowl saying, Papa, can I have some more? And I would be like, no. My name's Boris Johnson and I don't want to give you any more. Now, I'm not getting political there because, you know, I'm not about that. But hey, you know, there's an issue when you're Prime Minister and a footballer makes you have to make political decisions. Mm-hmm. May I say, first of all, major props to my man, Marcus Rashford, um, who has been basically... He, I think Marcus Rashford deserves to be knighted for his behaviour during lockdown. Like, I would put my hands up and say, as an Arsenal fan, respect. You know, he's done a lot of different positive things. And, and the main thing that he's been, been pushing... This week was to continue the free school lunches over the summer period, which were being cut by the cruel government. But Marcus Rashford was like, hey, these kids need it. They can't afford their lunches. Let's carry it on. He started a campaign. It got ahead of steam. Boom, next thing you know, they're continuing. The kids are getting fed. It's great. Um, So, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. And it's good to uh, be able to see that if you actually, if you actually have enough momentum you can change things do you know what I mean again I do think the government probably should start making decisions themselves before being forced to do things you know but hey who am I to say but it's been good and on the whole it's been a pretty decent week for me on lockdown you know again I don't like to come on here and be like moaning about being shit or saying how good it was it was, it was positive enough you know we got through it and it's the weekend and it's Saturday morning it's the best time of the week for me because I don't know if anyone else feels the same on a Saturday morning, but when you have a weekend to yourself, it's like, you know, the 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 opportunities are endless. You know, there is nothing you can't do on a, on a Saturday morning. You can achieve anything you want, obviously with the exceptions of going to the pub, going shopping, enjoying yourself, seeing your family, you know, stuff you'd actually want to do going on a holiday. You know, you can't do all that shit. But basically what I'm saying is within the confines of your house, the world's your oyster. You know, if I want, I can go up and build a fort in my room and lock my daughter in her room so she can't uh, gain access to it. I could go into my garage and just rearrange pots. You know, why have I got pots in my garage and not in my garden? Who knows? But I, you can do whatever you want and I'm just excited about what I'm going to do this weekend. Again, my wife, as I said, out being the breadwinner. So I'm kind of daddy daycare, but rather than having to work or do anything i can go and do what i want so i'm planning at the minute get this podcast in the can get a bit of breakfast on board and go to the beach and just let let the child run about play with some crabs or whatever you do you know that's the plan again any parents out there will know the goal in life Uh, people be like what's the goal in life when you have kids is it to care for them and make sure they're They've got all the need to progress themselves. And I say, nish, nish. The goal in life when you have a kid is, from the wake up, is tire them so that they need to go to sleep again. That's the sole goal in life. So my plan is if I take her to the beach, let her run about, she's going to be tired, come back at lunchtime, put her to bed, and then I can come back and probably record the rest of this podcast or do a wee bit of exercise or watch TV. The football's back on, but I support Arsenal, so I'll not be watching it. So yeah, it's 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 my grand plan. Tire the child and then 
Oh no, here she comes, demanding more grapes. Tire her out and then just do what I want. Back in a second. Got the child more grapes, also realised that the gain level on my mic was too high, so it's probably sounding a wee bit echoey. So thankfully for that, we should have it in order now. But yeah, got her some grapes, and uh, the, the, the weekend is my oyster. Now, I'm going to exercise. That's something that I'm certain about, because I've been talking on and off about trying to, you know, be on a routine or be healthy during this lockdown period, and it's not always easy you know it's it's a tough time but i've had a good week there i've eaten well i've managed to train every day i'm feeling good and yeah i just want to say that that overall i'm feeling fairly positive and i think a lot of that in fairness i want to give a big shout out here to one of the sly hards one of the the loyal listeners of the podcasts and i just want to do a big shout out to my boy john joe flood um I was looking at the start of the the week there about organising things for trying to shift a bit of timber. Because let's face it, I've got fat, all right? I, I need to, I think for anybody to try to change themselves or do anything, they need to realise, oh no. And that's what I did. I was just like, I'm just too fat here. You know, I'm not feeling good on myself. And I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times from me in this podcast, but... I've actually this time decided, right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to make a plan, and I'm going to do it over a, small, a short period of time in several chunks to manage it into a longer period of time overall to hopefully get some fat off me before child number two comes. Because here's the thing, child number one is a handful and a nightmare, you know, and two of those babies are going to be even worse. Already, I've lost... 90% of the hair on the top of my head. And once this one comes along, I'll be the final 10%. Oh no. Here comes number one. Let's see what she wants. What's up? What have you done? You've hurt your finger? Come here. Come here. Let me see. You've hurt your finger? Do you make it better? What did you do to your finger? What did you do? You hurt your thumb? There you go. All better. Do you want to go back and watch Simon eat your grapes? Okay, go in and watch some Simon. Good girl. There we have it. Uh, you go close the door. Is Daddy's working? Okay, good girl. Do not make a mess now. Okay. Famous last words. She just closed me in here, which means there's going to be mess. There's going to be an absolute whirlwind. As I said, one one kid hard enough to. Go be a nightmare, and I know it's creeping up. So I feel like whenever Holly was born, the pregnancy phase, I kind of, you know, being a supportive partner. Um, my wife was eating for two at that stage. I was eating for three this time around. You know, she's eating for two because Holly's already here. I got to eat for four. So I've just thought, right, I need to stop the rot before the baby's born, and then I'm too fat again. So when Holly was born, I was at my fattest, and I feel like I'm on route to that during this lockdown. Because of, like, inconsistency in the house all day, you're eating food, just a load of shit. So I thought, right, I'm going to make a programme up here, I'm going to try and stick to it, and I'm going to take it week by week, but over, it's like, a 12-week period. So hopefully there, in the end, we'll get somewhere um, positive. And then, in amongst all that, I see John Joe Flood put up a picture of a before and after, and the guy has lost a ton of weight and looks amazing. And I thought there's inspiration right there. 
And uh, on that note, I just want to point out, John Joe has uh, a new business at the moment. And you know here in a Sly Guy podcast, we are a community. If you know, if one of us are up to something, we're all up to something. So get on to John Joe's website, www.revive slash nutrition.co that's like a hyphen not a like a forward slash by the way and the website's basically online in in-person nutritional coaching online personal training and in-person sports massage based in newton abbey so get on to that and if you're looking results check our, our boy john joy his results speak for themselves which to me is the most important thing because to me you see too many people online trainers just looking business looking for the quick fix Whereas he has seemed to have gone, done it himself. He's in great shape now and he's an example to all of us. You know, so check that out. Revive. Go for it. And that's what the plan is now. I get myself after this podcast, bit of breakfast, into the garage. Once I fix my pot, I get on my bike, do a wee bit of cardio, do a wee bit of weights. And then hopefully I feel better. Because in the first week I've lost a bit of weight and it's a good start, you know. And the only thing is, you know with me, I'm a very scatterbrained guy. I, uh, I'll stick with something for maybe two, three weeks ago, and then it's just off the rails. And this time, I'm really determined to stick to it because I feel a bit shit at the minute, feel out of shape, and I just don't want to come in to baby number two and just be a big fat slob, you know? And, I mean, it'll affect my output. Obviously, now, being the house husband, I need to be on my toes at all time I need to be able to make those meals I need to be able to do those chores I need to be look after these kids so obviously there's that I don't want to live longer too because I think at my old age like you definitely feel your 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 ailments a bit more like even going to bed you wake up with a sore back so you need to be as healthy as possible to try to address that issue oh no here she comes again lord knows what she wants to do Holly, what are you doing? Go away, Daddy. Sweet. That that works for me. What are you doing? Go away, Daddy. Sound. Um, so yeah, i got to try to stick to that because, again, it's fat lazy pig. And this lockdown, I think, has been tough on everyone. But, you know, we're looking like we're getting out the other side. I see a post there that gyms are going to be opening, which is exciting. Hairdressers are going to be opening, which is even more exciting. Um, but... What still hasn't happened yet is I'm allowed to see my parents so I can get rid of the chill, you know? But hopefully that'll be happening soon as well. I mean, I think a lot of people out there are going to be trying new things when this lockdown's over. I think a lot of people will have hair that they haven't had before. You know, bouffants that you haven't been working at before and, you, you know, world's your oyster. Like, what am I going to do with mine? Albeit, I'll have to focus solely on the backs and sides. So I'm thinking of trying to just push out that Hulk Hogan cut. You know, brother, get the long, bleached, straight ends and bald head and just go for it, you know, because I, I don't have enough on top to do anything special. But I'm sure a lot of people are going into going into the barbers with, with just a full lock of hair that you would never normally have. And it's going to be an exciting time for barbers, obviously for getting cash. You know, that's important, getting that cash money, getting paid, getting those... Ben Franklin's, even though we don't live in America, you know, getting that cachiche, getting that Queen Elizabeth, you know, getting that Winnie Churchill, you know, getting that cachiche is what people are after. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, 
my hair at the moment is as long as it's been, I think, in a long, long, long time, possibly ever, you know, at the sides and back for sure. And I feel like I'm glad I've grown it during this period because never, ever again in my whole entire life would I ever have let my hair get to this state if there wasn't any access to barbers. So I feel like this will be the longest my hair will ever be in my life unless I turn into like one of those old guys that just really are, are gross and let themselves go in the hair, you know what I mean? Kind of like the granda out of Mrs. Brown's Boys. And I don't watch Mrs. Brown's Boys, but when I do, I turn on and see the granda and I go, why is that guy got long hair? And then I turn off. So I don't know what the comedy output is of Mrs. Brown's Boys. Um, I mean, I've a, I've a sneaking suspicion, wouldn't be my cup of tea, but I switched off my nan not having an old man with long hair. So my point is, you know, this is the last time I'm going to have this hair. So I might go into the into the barbers and say, listen, thin this baby out, straighten it up, see what we're working with and go from there. I might say, look, put some dreadlocks in the back. I might say, keep a mullet. I might put it out there. People, what would you like to see me have? What hairstyle do you reckon I would suit? Again, a lot of people will come back and say, shave it. And I feel like that is a likely outcome. But um, for now, we'll just have to wait and see because I've been wanting to shave my head for the guts of two years like I had actually talked about doing it before I got married and then I was very swiftly struck down with that idea and was told you need the hair for the photos I don't want you to look like a thug in the photos and I said look I'm not going to be bald bald not the bald bald people are thugs do you know what I mean it's a real false stereotype but she said no keep a bit of hair and this is where the sly bit comes in she goes keep a bit of hair for the wedding photos I'll make sure the photographer doesn't get any shots from above and I went, oh, oh, you spike me with your barbs. You really do. But I had enough going on there at the front to make it look kind of sweet for photos. So I pulled it off and now I feel like, you know what? If I'm not allowed to shave my hair when I wanted to shave it, I'm going to ride this baby till the cows come home and then just do it out of spite. So right now I've got like, I don't know, just a really thick sides and back and like a thin on top, but still very soft, like to rub your hands through. I like to use uh, that Aussie hair hair shampoo and conditioner, so it's super soft. And my beard's got extra thick and also wide, so I've been keeping the beard with some beard wax and keeping it combed and neat. And I'm just uh, feeling like a real wild man. You know, I feel like if I was in Neanderthal times, they would look at me and go, Hey man, that, they'll probably actually look at me and go, because I don't know how Neanderthals speak. But, but if they could speak, they'll probably, hey man, that hair and beard's pretty long and wild. And also, why are you so fat? Because we're all jacks, so we eat berries and elk. And I would say, listen, I've come from the future and, you know, keep walking. You know, keep walking. Use elliptical machines, invent them. In fact, you'll make a ton of money. But, you know, we were a, li- we're a little bit more pampered in my day than we are in yours here running about wearing boar skin and your bare feet you know that's another thing I've done that would separate me from Neanderthals I've got a, a special foot cream during this because <laughs> because at the beginning of lockdown I did a foot peel and I thought you know what I'm going to turn my feet that are like made out of pure leather into soft baby feet and now I've got the softest feet in the world so if I was in Neanderthal times I would stand on little thorns I'd get it stuck in my feet I'd be sore it would be awkward alright so that's where we're at but yeah feeling feeling well I want to know how you guys are doing too how are you coping with lockdown or any of you's uh, 
finding it good? Do any of you have like little like life hacks, tips in, 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 in coping with it? You know, I think for me this week as well, I had to go back to the day job for one day a week. And now I say go back to the day job, I've been working from home throughout this whole process. But actually getting in the office and seeing some of my colleagues was a real treat. You know, normally, and I, and I do talk about this a lot, I'm looking obviously to go into comedy as a full-time vocation you know obviously whether that be through writing or whatever I that's my dream is to have that as a full-time job however in the meantime I do enjoy my day job I enjoy my uh my colleagues and it was nice seeing them again all with wild hair of course like me I doubt any of the other of them would have as soft as feet as feet it soft they would have as soft uh foot as me whoa it's too hard. normally i do this when i record the podcast late that i can't speak but now i just i just can't speak um so it's good to see them so i feel like a little bit of person personal interaction is good i feel like getting back to normal will be good i got a big uh, email there to say the first of july nursery's open again <laughs> finally i'll get rid of the child not that I, I that i dislike her in any way shape or form but you know the big man needs a break. You know, the big man has been solidly every day with with Holly since the start of this lockdown. And as much as I love her, she's a trying little champion, you know. All bitches probably listen to this podcast going, um, she's come into you once. She's two and she's bothered you once to get more grapes because you're malnourishing her. You know, and in that case, hmm, fair enough. But... Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to normal again, and I'm looking forward to gigging again. Like I think I touched on this maybe on the Patreon podcast, but I've had a bit of a I've had a writing project. I've had the a, a deadline for there in the last week, so now that that's done, I don't have to write anything. You know, anything that I write now is kind of for fun. So I'm excited about like sitting down and writing stand up for fun again. You know, which is something. You know, I haven't really done that. And again, when you write stand-up, more often than not, you're like, oh, shit, I have a gig coming up. I need to get my material figured out. And you don't really give it all necessary time that it needs. Just touching up my morning coffee here, guys. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about that. Now, hopefully I will do that, I say, and I won't be, um, you know, tempted to get into, like, watching a ridiculously long Netflix series or maybe starting, like, Love Island. Um previous episodes or anything like that you know what I mean I, I need to find myself not procrastinating because as you know well from the famous Robert Mugabe story your boy procrastinates for those of you that don't know the Robert Mugabe story um, I was sitting complaining about having to write loads of stuff for deadlines and be like oh no I'm so stressed out I need to really focus and get this stuff done I can't do anything all weekend and my wife was like you're just because you procrastinate and I was like <gasps> affronted how dare you say I I procrastinate. I am a hard-working, focused... I didn't even say young man. False man. And she went, look at your screen. And I just looked at my screen, and I was about 14 Google image pages deep into image searching Robert Mugabe. And I mean, what was my reason for image searching Robert Mugabe here, you ask? At the time, I just wanted to see what he was up to. And then I realised, the guy's got a pretty dope wardrobe for an 80-year-old. You know, so I got into it a bit more, and I was like, I like the colours he's using here. He's really not afraid to express himself and 
you know, that's where we went. Now, unfortunately, Robert, and I say unfortunately, again, the guy's tyrant. Probably not the worst thing in the world that he's dead. But again, he's dead now. So at least now, going forward, I'll not have that procrastination worry in wondering what Robert McGabby's up to. Because now I know, guy's dead. So there's that procrastination route away from me now. So I can just hopefully focus on writing stand-up. And again, as you're known from this podcast, I need focus. I need a plan because I'm scattergun without it. Because this podcast has been a bit on the cuff because I had to get it have to get it fitted in this weekend because of all these plans to do. And obviously with it being Father's Day, I have to spend all day Sunday just reveling in my own laziness. You know, I just have to be lifted hand and foot now, albeit my wife is working, so my two year old will have to do that. I don't know how comfortable I feel about her making me bacon and eggs. You know, no bread of course. But I don't know how comfortable I feel about that. Oh no, she's doing something. Um, so, you know, I want to get this out of the way so I can just chill on Father's Day. You know what I mean? Relax and enjoy myself. So, that's the plan. Enjoy Father's Day. Hopefully all the, the dads out there had a nice day. Hopefully all the people um, with dads have a nice day. Hopefully all those without dads don't find it too difficult. Um, and also... You know, I just noticed about Father's Day, it's a bit sly because I, rather than just reveling in my own glory, have to go and see my own dad. And in a lockdown scenario, it's not too, too, uh... Bye. Bye. All right, mate. Um, I have to go and see my own dad and he, you know, has to get a present for me. Now, the present I got him was one of those presents that you get when you're a scatty person. I went to get him gin because the guy likes gin. I ended up at Marks and Spencer's because it was handy. And then there was a load of women just like standing, having a conversation beside the bottles of gin. And obviously with social distancing, coronavirus, you're frightened. You don't want to be hanging around too long. You don't want to be giving people the willies because you're hanging about. Do you know what I mean? So I just reached across. I said, excuse me. The woman stepped back. I reached across, grabbed what looked like a fancy bottle of gin. Went up, was paying for it, with it a couple of bottles of red wine as well for myself. Got to treat yourself from time to time. And then whenever I got to the counter, the guy was like putting the stuff through. And he puts the bottle of gin through. Uh, 40 quid. Uh, and you can't, whenever it's a pandemic, be like, actually, mate, I'll just leave that and go and buy him a bottle of fiver. A, a, a bottle of gin for a fiver. You know, now what gin is a fiver? Who knows? But I'll tell you what it would do. Make you blind in at least one eye. But by that stage, I might not know. So I've probably spent more on him than I will receive. And that's not what it's about. But my point is, on Father's Day, you shouldn't be out of pocket. And I'm going to be out of pocket on Father's Day. All right? And also, I don't know what I'm going to receive as a gift on Father's Day because I've actually already got a Father's Day gift because my wife cannot contain herself. So she got, well, say she, my my daughter got me a, a photo book of just like photos of me and her and stuff. And it was really sweet. And it's just a beautiful photo book. And I say really sweet apart from one thing. There was one photo that obviously was put in by Catherine. And it features myself, Catherine and Holly on Holly's first birthday, just in a high chair. There's us standing with the cake. It's very sweet. Except there was a doctored version of that photo. Doctored by none other than... My friend and yours, Aaron Butler. And what he had done was put his own face over Holly's head in that photo. And obviously Catherine had just scanned through and seen the photos 
of what looked like us without realising it's got Butler's head on it. So I've got this really nice sentimental book for Father's Day, just me and my daughter, great moments of, of us together that I'll cherish forever, and then one on her first birthday with Butler's face on it, which ruins the sentiment, but also 10 out of 10 hilarious and classic Butler. So that was quite, uh, quite a moment. So <clears throat> to celebrate my Father's Day, I'm going to do it on Saturday instead of Sunday. I'm going to have myself a nice dinner because that's what I do now when I'm on my diet on a Saturday. We treat Saturday evening as like cheap meal and I say cheap meal we get dinner from somewhere so last week we had dinner from Grace Neal's in Donegadee which was absolutely 10 out of 10 brilliant would recommend I had chips and lasagna uh, Catherine had scampi and champ because she's pregnant she's like I don't want to have chips I want I want, I want, want champ and I was like are you the only person that's ever just had scampi and champ and I think that possibly is the case so we're, we're going to get somewhere for dinner time and I don't know where that's another thing I'm going to be doing during the day plotting that so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, as I said, you guys have enjoyed your Father's Day, you're chilled, you're feeling good, but definitely come at me if you have any lockdown hacks that you think make life a bit easier, because, yeah, fed up with it, and I'm looking forward to it being over once and for all. And once and for all, and once and forever, the myself and this brand are together that's right modest beer the sly guy podcast is brought to you in association with modest beer modest are an independent brewery grafting small grafting crafting and grafting i guess small batch beers for discerning drinkers if you want to know more about modest beer check out the website www.modestbeer.co.uk or check them out on instagram facebook or twitter at modest beer and again during this lockdown you want some of that shit delivered to you get to the vineyard it delivers anywhere in northern ireland bottled to boot neil wines grange wine merchants and alexander's of hollywood all do deliveries and guess what guys i know i speak about this every week but it means a lot to me and anything that any review i get helps and again the last few weeks people have been rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I 10 out of 10 love it. It really helps the podcast grow, helps with the authenticity of it, helps you know us take it somewhere a bit further. Um, and this week, we got a review from Mr. TE93. I mean, very unique name, perhaps a child of Elon Musk, who am I to know? But um, very kindly, Mr. TE93 said, great podcast. I look forward to this podcast every week. Dave is consistent and funny. And that's how I would describe myself on a poster. Consistent and funny. Not consistently funny, just consistent and funny. But seriously, guys, please do rate and review the podcast if you haven't already. And even if you, you have, just share it on Instagram stories. The more the Sly Guy logo's out there, the more people see it, the more people will listen. The numbers will go up. We can take it somewhere else. I can get the sound fixed. I can buy a new microphone, whatever the fuck else. Anyway, guys, I'm going to fire in to this week's listeners' questions. Took a big intro into this week's listeners' questions there, just on the off chance that Holly might have come in, disturbed it, or I had to come back and record the questions later. But thankfully, she's still in there watching Simon by Simon Lecoq, which means Simon the Dick. Chris Henning, first question of the week. Hola, Davy Boy Smith. Nice reference to the British Bulldog there. Hope you are well. Yes, my friend. Yes, my friend. My question this week is how quickly do you think the local comedy scene will get back to the level it was? With Colin playing the SSE twice, 
Uh, it seems that local comedy is buzzing without major TV time for any of you. Great to see. You know what? It's a strange, strange thing because there's a lot of talented comedians here. You know, a lot of talented men, a lot of talented women, a lot of talented acts. But it's hard to really know how to go from the neck to the next step. So a lot of stuff is kind of done you know, on an independent basis. Things like Colin booking the SSA, Shane doing the Waterfront, Mickey and Aaron doing Ulster Hall, gigs like that, tours like that are all kind of ad hoc. Um, and it's hard to maybe make it to TV, but I do think things are changing. Again, I think because really the only player in town for comedy here had been BBC and I, and they only have X amount of slots. So, you know, not everybody can get onto those slots. And I think now with the likes of Derry Girls, and other things happening, the the language, the let's say the language that or for any Irish listeners, the language ish, the uh, the dialect that you know of being from this region isn't normally that sweet. But with Dairy Girls, that's kind of broken a lot of boundaries down for for people from here. Now, hopefully, the, there's now the brass ring in mind that you can see across the water and be like, you know what, maybe we could do that. So I think there is definitely more opportunity now than there has been maybe in the whole time that I've been involved in comedy. But I mean, I definitely think that the scene is buzzing and hopefully once, you know, once people are over the pandemic, once people are comfortable getting back into venues, because that's part of it, you know, we can be allowed to do shows and be allowed to pack out rooms, but that still is not going to guarantee people are confident to be in the room. And I don't blame a lot of people. You know, this is something that we don't know a lot about and people are trying to be safe rather than sorry. And I and I totally get that. But I do think like comedy will recover eventually. It may take a year, it may take two years, but it will recover. And hopefully again, in the, in the meantime, acts can, you know, find, you know, like plenty of ways to skin a cat, find other things to do, podcasts, online content, maybe writing for television, submitting for things. You know, getting into other avenues like acting, you know, there's things like that. But I definitely do think that the scene is great and there should, in my opinion, be something to develop the scene. There should be something, again, like in a football term, like an academy, you know, where they get a young footballer in, they they help them with certain things and help them develop. There, there's not, there isn't that in comedy. You just kind of, you know, have to just work hard and hopefully something comes your way. But I do think it's in a great place and I, I think that, the return of comedy will be a great thing and I think it will get back to where it needs to be. Um, I enjoyed that question, Chris. Thank you. Michael Kerr has said, Kerr, Kerr, has said, Hey Dave, I stumbled across a weight loss page. Get us in yourself set up on Instagram. However, it's been inactive for a number of months. What happened? Yeah, that page was uh, the heavyweight cut where both myself and Colin were trying to do um, a weight loss challenge to get ourselves basically down to the weight category of heavyweight in the UFC. Which, I mean, is quite ridiculous when you actually say it like that. But I just think, obviously, that with the best intentions in the world, you know, life happened, things went on, and just was difficult to maintain. So, I mean, it's maybe something we'll pick up at some stage, but at the moment, I'm doing my own thing in a, in a more kind of private setting because, again, you're if you're putting yourself out there, obviously, it's better accountability, but at the same time, you know, you're then under pressure to post stuff and do things, and some days, just not in the spirit for it. So, you know, that's kind of what happened with that. But it was fun while it, while it lasted and it was good crack to get us going for a bit. But again, hopefully in time, you know, we'll both, oh no, be able to, hold on, here she comes. What is it you're doing? 
what are you trying to do? She's brought me what looks like an all-in-one rain suit, so I might go and put this on. And there we are, that's sorted. That's a two-year-old away uh, in an all-in-one waterproof pink suit, like as if she's just going to go and just skull ecstasy at an underground illegal rave. But hey, what else would you be wearing on a Saturday morning in the sunshine? You know, but... We, uh, we're, 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 guys, listen, I apologise at the beginning. We'll, we'll try and get through this podcast as best we can. John Joe Flood, the man, the legend, the hero, revive slash nutrition.co, don't forget about that, has said, Paul, question, if you had an unlimited budget specifically for the Sly Guy podcast, how would you use it and what direction would you take the podcast? Right, okay, what I would do, studio space. I say studio space, I've got one in Hollywood, so probably just a big background, pretty cool background. I would want it to look, look slick, look, look professional, get an expensive camera that is easy enough to manage that I can edit it, a technophobe like me can edit it, and then I would sort the microphone out to make the sound even better. Like, I think the sound in this podcast is decent. Again, it would be better if I was recording it Um in somewhere else other than my banqueting hall in my house. You know, if I was back in the studio recording, I think it would be better. But again, I would just try and make it as good a quality as I can. And, you know, maybe maybe bring the odd guest in. I think at the minute guests are going to be kept primarily on uh, for Patreon. But, I mean, I think that's definitely something that I will do. And again, if people, if you guys want to see guests, get in touch and let me know who it is you would like to see. Because, you know, I'm happy to get guests on. And, and do that but again for now it'll be Patreon uh, Davey Witt has said hi Dave um, or sorry Davey not Davey Witt he's rebranded himself the artist formerly known as Davey Witt has said hi Dave have you got any hobbies that you did when you were younger that you would like to take up again but you're afraid that you're too <clears throat> mature now thanks um, I don't really know like what I didn't really have any hobbies as such when I was younger I just played in the street and you know, play PlayStation. You know, they're kind of the only hobbies that I had. I suppose rugby was classified as a hobby, but I mean, 0% wouldn't want to play rugby anymore because it would just cripple me. So, you know, what were my hobbies? I enjoy pogs. Do you know those, those things which were, again, part of just like a fad? Like, there were so many fads when I was growing up. Like, there was yo-yos that had like the pro-yo phase with that guy, Johans, that just appeared. What's Johans up to now? Probably just working in a toy shop somewhere, um, just showing us skills, and then taking drugs, and also there were those yo-yos that were just like drinks brands, so you had Fanta, you had the gold spinners, you had Coca-Cola, you had all that shit that was going on, they were fun hobbies, but I mean, not really, you know, other than that, not really, like I would ride my bike, but I wouldn't really want to ride a bike anymore, because I would be obstructing motorists, whereas I can ride my bike in peace, in static harmony, in my garage, whilst rearranging my pots, so... I mean, not really. Let me see. Wrestling. There was something I enjoyed doing. Um, again, when I was younger, I thought I'd love to be a wrestler when I grow up. And I did wrestling training for a bit, and it was actually a load of fun. But then I got too involved with comedy. And FNT at the time, sketches became too much of a of a press on my time. And then just didn't have time for the training because it was too intense. So say what you want about wrestling and it being fake. Very tough training, very hard work, and people that are wrestlers you know, have to go through a lot, so, I mean, that was a fun hobby, but, I mean, if I were to do a hobby, I feel like I would try to turn that hobby into a job, because that's just my stupid bloody mindset, um, Brandy said, so, Davey, now barbers are open, are you going to stick or twist and get those luscious locks cut off, I mean, I'm going to stick 
with the luscious locks for a while. I'm going to go to my personal stylist, Mikey. I say personal stylist. He's not a barber. He's more than a barber. He's a friend. He's a confidant. And he is a master of scissors. He's a snipper. He's a snipper extraordinaire. And I'm going to see what he wants to do. If he suggests me try something a wee bit different, a wee bit gnarly, hey, I'm up for it. But you know what's probably going to happen? One at the back and sides and a tidy on top. Let's be fair. And I say tidy a lot off this time. If it was a tidy, I'd look like one of those wee fuckboys that hang around Newcastle that I spoke about last week and are never out of just hanging outside McDonald's. Even though it's a drive-thru and they don't have cars, they're still hanging about there, robbing people from the drive-thru. They're just, as soon as they reach out to get the chips, yeah, the fuckboy strikes. So... I don't know what I'm going to do, but again, I'm going to let Mikey have a look and see what he thinks about doing it. Again, my hair hasn't gone down the ways, it's just gone out the ways. So I don't know really what he, he can do with that, but we will see and go from there. Um, Andy Lee has said, oh, whoa, podcast questions, there's three. Okay, my super brave wife got home today with our first child, a wee girl. Yes, I love that, Andy. Congratulations. Um, my question is, how was it holding your child for the first time? I find it incredible, but also a moment of, oh shit, I have a baby to look after now. First and foremost, yes, weird moment, because whenever I had the baby for the first time, we Holly was born via section, so I was just given her and sent into a room with her. And I was like, oh no, I don't know what to do here. I just have this little baby. And I was looking at her, and I remember sort of saying that, like, I'm going to really, you know, look, no matter what else, you're number one here, and I'll do whatever I can for you. And it was really emotional, you know. I didn't cry, but it was, like, welling up almost, because, oh, no. And then now she's coming in to do this. What's wrong now? Why, why are you naked? You what? You want to play your game? Right, okay. Must go and play a game with her here one second. Yeah, so I'm back and she wanted to play a game. And by game, she just wanted me to build a doll's house so she could put pigs in it. You know, that's basically it. And what is it about kids? Why do they always have to be naked? I just dressed her like she's going to an illegal 90s rave and instantly naked. And I mean, this may, she may fucking get that out of her before she's actually going out of the house, you know, because I'm not going to be having it. But, um, yeah, so uh, whenever she was born, it, yes, it was a weird moment because you just do realise when you hold the baby for the first time, you're like, ah, life's not the same. Again, it'll never be the same. You're here now, and that's that's it. But Andy said he found it incredible, but also moments, oh, shit, yeah. Did you yourself uh, give a, did you give yourself a severe talking to the, to be the best dad you can? Honestly, not at, like, a standout moment, but it just tried to be so as soon as she was I just try to do whatever I can you know what I mean be as useful as I can which isn't always easy you know and, and maybe you aren't that useful and do I have any advice for new dads out there Um, yes I would say normally my advice is the dads to be and it would be sleep as much as you can um, but the new dads it would be remember you and your wife are a couple not to um shift workers whose job is to care for a baby remember that you know that still do we date nights and still remember that side of things because you can really get into the routine of just looking after the child and forgetting about each other and you are a team at the end of the day so you know you do that and again if you, you are single parents out there you know don't be afraid to ask for help that would be what i'd be saying you know i i've always found that um, asking for help with holly with my parents or Catherine's parents was a big thing you know because you can't do everything yourself and don't think you can. 
And also, had oh, a good one there for you. Don't add that, 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 that. Yes, let the baby go and have a stay over in your parents or in, in, in its grandparents, in her grandparents' house relatively soon before you come too attached because you need that night of peace and then you need the child to get used to staying with grandparents because you need your head shard. Um, Dean Moore said, is this you? Oh, no. And he sent me a... Um, a picture from Cook Rugby Club of um <laughs> of like a, it's a player profile and what he's highlighted said some guy's done a basically a player profile and someone said the best player played with Davy Elliott. I'm gonna say that the guy in question I don't know and also he's a lot younger than me but could potentially be me. I don't know. I've never played um with this guy that I know of. I played once a cook on like a when I finished school for like an after school tryout thing, bit of crack. But let's be fair, my interest wasn't really rugby. So probably not me, but I'm happy to take the plaudits. Jimmy Blobby has said, Evening Cummy Bear, apart from David Luiz being a sly bastard in the weekend, who do you think's the most sly footballer at the moment? I don't even start me on David Luiz. Um I know for weeks I've been craving football to come back. It's back. Arsenal gets stuffed and I'm sad again. Um the slyest footballer, I mean, the, unsl- the the opposite of Sly is Rashford at the minute, but the slyest footballer, probably Aubameyang, because Arsenal won't offer him a contract and he's not just going to force it, you know, and I don't blame him, I believe Arsenal if I was him to be fair, but yeah, I feel that's kind of sly and I just hate football and I wish Arsenal never were in my life because they make me sad. Last question of the episode, Nathan Cosilia said, Hey, oh, papi, does Holly have a favourite bedtime book? I was remembering I had one I used to love called the elephant and the bad baby. The elephant kept trying to give the baby lovely treats, but the baby just kept on being a sly piece of shit arsehole. Sly. Hold on, let me see. Speak of the devil, here she is here. There's a wee question. What, what's, hold on. what's your favourite book? Do you have a favourite book? No. No? There you go. Doesn't, doesn't have a favourite book? Do you have a favourite book at all? No? Do you have a, what? What's your favourite book? Do you want do you want to read a book? Oh no, don't do that. Um what do you want to do? Broken Peppa's letter. Right, you've, she's broken Peppa's house. So I'm gonna go fix Peppa's house and then come back. In fact, you know what? I'm just gonna say Nathan, good question as usual. <laughs> but she doesn't have a favourite book. So I'm just gonna go here before she starts kicking off. So there we are, problem solved, guys. Thanks. Again for listening. Apologies, it's been a wee bit stop start. Um it was the only way I could have got the podcast done this week so hopefully you just find it entertaining in some way and we'll be back the normal routine next week so guys enjoy your week if you haven't already rate and review the podcast please share it with whoever you want and make sure you check out modest beer all right take care of yourselves and i will see you next week guys